Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli. I'm here again, once again, with another episode. And today's guest, a special guest, is Michelle Millen. Michelle's talking to us from Arizona. Say hello to our audience, Michelle. Hi, everyone. How are you? (laughs) And Michelle is a woman after my own heart. She does many of the things that I do. And she has been coming into her own recently. Um, How can I introduce her? Uh, She's an empath. She's a psychic. She's a psychic medium. Uh, She's an author of a children's book. She's a podcast co-host. And what's the name of the podcast? Um, The name of the podcast that I'm currently doing is Orange Juice Optional. And Ah. it's two friends chatting, but um, some other friends and myself are going to be releasing a new podcast starting, I believe the release date will be June 15th. And that's called Three Cups and a Dash of Spirituality. Ah, three cups and a dash of spirituality. Okay. Yeah. I so, have a play on the of tarot and everything that card means. Okay. Say that again. It's a play on tarot. The three, the three, three cups. cups. Three of cups. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm writing them both down. So, but you will no longer be involved with the first um, podcast, Orange Juice so. Optional. Oh, okay. So one is a co-host and the other is a host? No, they're both co-hosts. One is uh, myself and one other person. And then the Three of Cups, there's three of us. We're Okay, Okay. well, you can send me that information and I'll put it in the uh, description of the episode. Now, she's also a blogger and she's been, uh, she's always been sensitive to spiritual occurrences, happenings around her. And it wasn't until 2019 that she started opening herself up to her own journey, her own spiritual journey. And it was almost overnight that her entire conditioned mindset just shifted. And um, this shifted to something deeper and more, unconventional that she could ever have imagined. And while it was unfamiliar at first, it turned out to be the right fit. And she always adjusted her journey and it seemed to be an adventure filled with a unique up series of ups, up and downs. Um, and despite the challenges, Michelle has always remained curious and committed to walking her particular, specific, unique spiritual path. Now, in 2020, Michelle started working with tarot cards. Um, What brought you 
to start working with tarot cards? I've always been fascinated with them. I'd never had a tarot reading myself, but I heard about them and wanted to learn what they were all about. And so I had all this time on my hands. So I ordered a deck, I ordered a book, Mm -hmm. and then I went through the deck one card at a time and Mm -hmm. I would sit with it. What does it mean intuitively? What's okay. the feeling? So curiosity, curiosity. curiosity. Okay. Yes. Um, they helped you focus and they help you focus the information that you were receiving from them intuitively. Um, now to further this connection of her own understanding uh, of all things spiritual, Michelle started working with Isabeau Maxwell, the founder of the Sage Method. Isabeau Maxwell was also a, um, a a guest here. She came on for the episode of uh, December twenty second, if I'm not mistaken. I want to get that. Uh, yeah, December twenty sixth. How to Reach Precision Intuition with Isabeau Maxwell. And I can understand why you would have been interested in uh, working with her. She's bright and um, on the ball and very clear in her communication. She's a joy. She's just a joy. Um, she started, she graduated from the program in 2021 after a year of personalized training. And now you are a certified uh, SAGE method practitioner. Currently, Michelle offers intuitive tarot sessions that focus on helping each person see the magic and beauty that already exists. Now, I will include the name of your website on the description. So let's get back to you. Now, before the spiritual awakening that you mentioned here, what were you doing? I was a mom. I was uh-huh. busy raising my kids and supporting my husband and his career. Uh-huh. Um, I do have a background and a degree in psychology and um, had worked at a preschool and um, a high school before deciding our lives were so busy that we needed the extra time at home. So yeah. And, I stepped and this brings me to ask, because a lot of people who work in the spiritual community, quite a few, um, have in their background psychology. And did your degree in psychology help you with the world of intuition? Do you think? I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying to, I graduated from college many years ago. And so I'm mm-hmm. trying to um, think right now of how that comes into play with the intuition opening. Oh, but up. Have you ever worked with us as a psychologist? No, I never. Oh, okay. have so, so then you do, you couldn't have put the connection, oh, uh, create yeah. the connection there. Um, so when you talk of spiritual awakening, what was it for you? What is a spiritual awakening as you experienced? For me, it was really, I always had these experiences in my life. And at a young age, I've been introduced to concepts such as the possibility of Bigfoot, reincarnation, uh, spirits, but it never went deeper. And I really did feel like my grandma 
was a lot like me. And we were supposed to have a conversation about this, but sadly she passed before we could. And so it's just something that's always been there. And on the back burner, I've had experiences, but was so busy, I couldn't really deal with it. So spiritual awakening for me was right time, right place, right circumstances. And it started to slowly build up to... But what I meant was, what did it feel like? What exactly what did... happened? Um, yeah, it's so hard to put into words. What happened uh, with the spiritual awakening is I went to bed one night, one person woke up completely different. Mm -hmm. um, my whole framework of life and how I approached it just felt antiquated. It felt like it didn't fit me anymore. And it really came with a visitation from my grandma. Oh, okay, grandma. that's what I was after. Yeah. yeah. So it is. It, it, it did come in with contact, um, direct contact with the spiritual with the, world. Yes. Uh -huh. And in that contact, did she speak to you? What was this contact like? It was a dream. It ah, was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came in a dream form. I she was there in front of me. Mm -hmm. I was talking to her. I could feel her. I could smell her. And I just, there was no question in my mind that she was there with me. And when I woke yeah. up, there was a random light strobing in the room that doesn't typically strobe. So mm -hmm. it was kind of confirmation to me that that did really happen. You don't need to doubt it. Uh huh. And what brought you to work with Isabel Maxwell? What was it? How, how were you drawn to her? How did you find out about her? Um, I found about I found out about the Sage Method online on Facebook actually during mm -hmm. the pandemic, yeah. and again I had so many thoughts and nothing was coming together. I, I mean, it was coming together, but I had a piece of information here and here, but I had nowhere to place it. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw her ad on um, Facebook, I was completely drawn to her and the program that she was offering. And she was doing it at a discounted rate, which was so lovely. To, she helped so many people during the pandemic and it spoke to me. And I started to take those pieces that were just floating out there and started putting them in a puzzle and kind of building what spirituality meant to me and how it was going to work with me. And how long was this program? Uh, the, Sage Method is a seven week course. Mm -hmm. And when it was finished, I knew I wanted more. And Isabeau, she was such a good fit for me that mm -hmm. she did offer a practitioner program. I never really planned to read for other people, but it was an opportunity to work for her and to challenge myself. So that's what I did. And it was the best gift I could ever give myself or the universe could have given me. <laughs> so this is what you mean by helping others also find their light. Right. I, I think, and in my personal life, um, before my awakening, I carried a lot of anxiety with me, a lot of fear, and that day-to-day -day grind just kept pushing me down. And I didn't feel overly confident all the time. I felt kind of just lost in what was going on around me, lost in the kids, lost in my husband. And so what I would really like, everyone carries magic inside them, but we just forget it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to go in there and then like just lift it up, hold it out, explain it, show it to them. And then once they recognize it and understand it, they can share it with others and it just continues. Yeah. Um, so this uh, is tied hand uh, in hand with the notion of being an empath. And when you mention empath, it means something different to all 
different people. What, uh, what is the experience of being an empath? Um, it's something I've always been, but I didn't recognize that in myself until I started to awake. I had been called all my life moody. I had been called all my life overly sensitive. And it is true. I would be in the best mood and then all of a sudden it would change like that for no reason. So I got, you're, you're, you're giving us the description, but not giving a definition of an empath. Oh, that's what you want to definition. Uh, yeah, is. yeah. And then we'll, then we'll go into the experience. Yeah. Okay. For me, yeah, that just being an empath is um, taking on the feelings, the emotions, the experiences of people around me or a room around me, being able to read that energy. Read it, but not yeah. necessarily having to take it on. If right. somebody's sad, you don't have to, you know, wed their sadness. I don't think that's what you mean. But no, to I, feel. I mean, I unaware I was doing it. Now I'm more aware and can put energetic boundaries around me. Okay. Um, But yeah, it just feeling, you know, take, taking a little bit of that on when I was unaware of it. Yeah. Now I know how to work. And what I uh, found interesting in the description of your work was when you mention accountability and grace, Mm -hmm. when speaking of personal growth, because it's very, you know, a lot of people, well, very, let's say almost no one speaks of ethics in this community. Um, You put it in these terms, and I'm curious to know what you mean about personal growth, accountability, and grace. Um, By that, I mean, we all bear some form of responsibility in every situation that we are a part of. And it's so important to recognize that and to own that because when you're doing that, you're learning a lesson. You're learning something about yourself. And I also think you're learning, you know, how do I put it? You you learn more about yourself. And as you recognize that in yourself, you're able to give yourself grace, which I've always found very hard to do. I'm very quick to give it to other people, but to give it to myself has always been hard. So I'm going to own what I did, my part of it. I'm going to grow from it and I'm going to forgive myself for it. This brings me to a difficult um, topic to, 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 to talk about because when you're reading tarot and you will find the more you do it, inevitably people come because they want a fortune teller. And I find when that happens, there's very little accountability on behalf of the person in terms of the responsi- their own responsibility for what has occurred. Have you found something like this, uh, this in your work? Um, not, I don't, yeah, you, you're right. This is a, a tough question. Could you give me, um, I'll give it to you. I'll do, I'll put it this way. Okay. I'll, I'm a client and I come okay. to you. Okay. Um, Miss Millen, Miss Millen, I don't know what to do anymore. I have been looking for a husband for years. Can you please tell me if I will find a husband in the near future? Okay, those are questions. What would you do? How would you deal with me? Okay, make believe I'm your client. How would you treat me? I um, would, yeah, I would bring in, 
I don't often get asked that question because I'm really just kind of digging more into the emotional side rather than, I've never had anyone ask me that question, but I think it would be um, to, re, to let them know, I'm gonna look at what the trajectory is right now, but know that free will plays a role in everything. You're going to play a role in everything by the choices you, you make. And so it, it, can, it can change and shift depending on what you do, what you say, your actions. And that's the approach I would take with that. But would you op- would you spread the cards? Uh, that's that's a hard one. I, I well, how would you respond? Because if you're reading for people, this is what I understood that you started reading for people, or I am I mixing it up with the sage method? How how? What person comes to you for the sage method, and what person comes to you for a tarot reading? Maybe this um, will give us clarity. Yeah, um, bo- both. I deal with with both. Um, right, right. But a lot of people, I'm an emotional intuitive, and so I always tell everyone coming in that I'm going to tap into the emotion behind something, and we're going to focus on that and the message around that. Right. I, I really haven't given a lot of readings about future husbands or future events because I really do feel like the future is so... Um, linked to um, free will. Free will, sure, of course it is. Um, but but you get asked questions about love, money. I mean, yeah. those are the greatest. Uh, I mean, that's the I love money and the and health. These are the three areas that people ask me questions about, or they'll come to me as a psychic medium to talk to yeah. someone who has passed, a loved one has passed. And I get uh, asked very many times about uh, their love life. Why did this happen? Why didn't this happen? Is another person coming in? Is, you know, especially from women around the year uh, 30, 28, 27, uh, 29, who are starting to worry that their love life has gone to pot. Um, And, it's or another question that I get asked often is I've my husband and I has been or even the husband comes to me. My wife and I have been um, trying to have a child now. It's been eight years. We've been married eight years. Do you see a child coming in? OK, now think about the accountability and grace and how would you answer this and what tools would you use? Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, can okay. So on the, many of the readings that, that I do for people really are based around emotions and maybe something they're going through currently. They don't really focus on the future questions like that. And when I'm talking to you about it, it does seem so weird to say that, but it really is a different kind of reading. It really does go into the emotional side of things and messages coming in from the guides. Well, can you give me uh, an example? Make a fictitious client up, you know. Okay. Um, sex. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm not very good on the spot thinking of things. Just um, most of the people say... Uh, I will do a reading for someone. They'll come in. I'll ask if they have any specific questions or do you want a general reading? It's usually 
just a general reading. Right. So I always with reading mind, body, and soul. What is on your mind right now? Okay. Um, for the body, it's really how are you communicating or uh -huh. connecting with the world around you? And then the next question or the next part of it is spirit. How's your spirit connecting? Where are you on that journey? Uh -huh. I always look hard for something your guides are asking you to move forward with you and something uh -huh. they're asking for you to leave behind. And then there's a couple more cards that if they have a question, then I'll, I'll answer it specifically. But mm -hmm. it usually, um, I can't recall like. So you you initially uh, create this type of spread to give uh, certain parameters and, and, and certain responses. And do you, after these responses, do you find that people dig deeper and want to know more? I do. I get a lot of people coming back saying, you know, I, I'm taking that in, I'm going to process it and I'll reach back out. And they usually do reach out if they have like a question or they need clarification about something. And I'm able to provide that to them also. Mm -hmm. um, I'm open to any question they bring. I just haven't had a lot of people come in asking about future events. It's more like currently what's going on and how to work through those emotions and those things going on and messages from guides and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, usually people want guidance and of course they could become the messages could come in the form of guides or, you know, you could look at cards, you could use your crystal balls, whatever you want. Um, but then uh, obviously they make their own decisions. Um, Michelle, when I introduced you, I mentioned a book that you published, a, ch a children's book. When did you do that? What's the title? Um, the title of the book is Good Night, Sweet Bear, and it actually released during the pandemic mm -hmm. in May of 2020. It was published um, then? It was published then. Yes, the work was, of course, all before then. Um, but it is a story that I had been trying to write for quite a while, and mm -hmm. it was kind of stuck in there. And one day I was driving in the car, and it like automatically started writing itself. I could not get to the airport I quick know. enough to start. I know yeah. that's writing is a strange animal. Uh, all of a sudden it comes and you know, you have to just set aside everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's useless it was, to do anything else when it doesn't come. Yeah. Right. It was such a blessing and I never intended to write the book in rhyme, but that's how it came out. Oh, nice. So I flowed with it and there you have it. <laughs> and you penned it with your name, Michelle Milne, Millen. I did. Uh -huh, yeah. uh -huh. When was uh, two, tw did you say two twenty? Yes, I did. Okay, so we could find that book. Um, let's see. I think I covered everything. Well, thank you so much for coming on and giving us this information, and uh, you even talking about Isabel Maxwell, who was a joy. Um, and uh, we, have, I'm sure you have something else in line, another book, perhaps notes, ideas. Perhaps. Yeah. Another book is in the works mm -hmm. and, um, a couple podcasts and continuing on the blog and just letting whatever flows through. I don't have a lot on that page right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but as it flows through, I'm taking down all my notes and hopefully mm -hmm. we'll be inspired soon to write it. All right. All right. Well, good luck to you, Michelle. And um, and again, take thank you for taking the time to coming and to come and talk to us. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.